Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome After Buzzers. You're watching the after show for Queen Sugar Season 4, Episode 9, Stare at the Same Fires, where tonight we talk Vine Hollywood's love language, Nova's redemption journey, and Darla's struggles. Stay tuned for more. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Welcome back, Queen Sugar fans. We are back for another exciting episode. Full panel, full panel. Super uh, excited. Yes. Again, I'm your host, Shaka Smith, joined by my lovely co-host, Miss Candy Marie, Don Tara Terrell, and Damien Embezzle Daniel. Well, definitely Thelma. <laughs> oh, Thelma. <laughs> Why do I say Thelma, your Instagram name? Ah, That's fair. Sorry, sorry, guys. Again, we have our news, our predictions, and our big easy scene where we talk about the culture and life in Louisiana, but I want to get into our, your overall thoughts, because what an episode. What an episode, exactly. Um, to me, I just feel like uh, we're definitely starting to see more of a balance and that was something that you pointed out last week where you know it gets heavy but then we have these very inspirational moments that are there to kind of pick us up few inspirational moments that I might point out that have to do with a character that we don't typically like to acknowledge Um, but today hey who knows we might even say something nice about her (laughs) I felt a lot of fear throughout the episode Uh fearful of Darla you know relapsing fearful of you know, Micah, his girl, I'm like, wait a minute, guys, slow down, wait, what are we doing here? <laughs> you know, it was just a lot, Charlie, at the beginning, at the bar, I'm just, I was just, a, just a lot of fear going through my head. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, I think this episode was just really powerful. I was sharing with Shaka that I just felt like there wasn't a lot of dialogue because everything was communicated in mm. such an innate manner. And um, so for me, this episode is very powerful. And I, I love the drama. Like, bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah, I thought the same thing where it was, you know, nothing crazy was happening in the episode, but people were sitting in their knowledge, sitting in their their thoughts of themselves and how other people are. Mm -hmm. So I really liked the emotional work that people were doing individually in this episode. Mm -hmm. So, um, But let's just get right into it and we'll talk about Vi and Hollywood's love language. I think that's what kind of set the tone for that emotional work. And we see that Vi believes she she has some more personal work to do with Jimmy Dale. Um, Candy, did you find that that Vi is taking this on in a more in a more responsible way, the way she has to kind of deal with this and deal with Hollywood. Um, okay, so one thing I, I do want to say is that I know last week we definitely talked about Vi and her healing process, and for me, it definitely makes me happy to see Hollywood is being included in that. I think her expressing herself and talking about how she feels is step one. Um, so kudos to them working through that in their um, their marriage, and then also Hollywood actually listening. That was something that I think initially she robbed him of the opportunity when she wasn't communicating with him. But the fact that he's actually, it seems to me like he's actually processing what she's saying. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, when he got into the fight with Jimmy Dale, you know, and he had the conversation with his buddies and and they, you know, um, interpreted it one way, but the way that she interpreted it was completely different. You know, she saw something different. She saw uh, an anger inside of him that looked familiar. And let's be honest, when a woman has been traumatized and she sees something that looks familiar, she doesn't want to revisit that moment. 
moment. Yeah. So I'm glad she vocalized that to him because for him, he just looked at it as I'm just protecting my women. I'm doing what a man is supposed to do. But Vi saw it as something that could be the start of something completely different. And that had to so, take courage because that that, that alienates Hollywood because you're telling him in his role as protector, he actually did something that would like offend you or separate you. And that's really hard to process. And you guys keep saying the keyword process. I feel mm-hmm. like that's part of the effect of communication. And a lot of times people, you know, you can communicate with someone and they can go in their ear and out the other and they're still going to keep, you know, going about their business. Yeah. So that processing key is what, you know, is the glue that's kept keeping them together and, you know, opening the door for honesty and transparency and just a whole another layer of, to their relationship. I definitely want to echo that. I just feel like we don't know what we don't know. And mm-hmm. I think that even in that moment, he wasn't able to really receive it. But sometimes we have these really keen points in our lives where we can kind of step outside of ourselves and watch the situation happening. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that's what happened at the dinner table with his friends. So it was something that ignited the, the wanting or the yearning to process. Right. So I- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I think that, like, when you're thinking through it, and I felt like as he was talking about it to Vi, he was processing it like, himself. Like, then he's like, why coming to the conclusion of why don't we have somewhere where we could talk about it? I feel like I only have these kinds of conversations with you. So I think it's okay to be pushed in a relationship to kind of like challenge your own thinking and your own um, immediate instinct. Right. Whatever that may be. And that's such a such a great point. I just want to I want to touch on that because I think when you initially started with your introduction, you were saying that there were a lot of visual scenes, and I agree with you 100. percent I think us being the viewer and just watching them process it and seeing how they're processing it was done in such a mature way. Mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, I appreciate that. Sometimes when we are ignorant to things, the first thing that we do is push back or we take offense, and none of that was done, which is very refreshing, which I think is also very healthy because it teaches us, especially as a viewer, what a healthy relationship might look like. Because let's be honest, a lot of us don't always know what that is. Yeah, and what what I love that they really address, and I've been actually talking about this for like the last few weeks and months, is the language as men that we don't have to communicate with each other on like those topics that Hollywood wanted to talk more about. He was trying to find, was there a different way I could have gone about things? And they didn't even really hear him and want to continue that part of the conversation. Mm, Come on. And so I think, I mean, I think it's great that they're even addressing this on Queen Sugar because I, I didn't even think it was something that, you know, there's, you know, I love, I love the, the Queen Sugar female directive and the whole idea of like women in the room and women in power. But I always wondered, would they get it right when it came to some of these male issues? And they're getting it right, like spot on. I'm sorry, but you just got me really excited with that. The fact that this um, episode, episode nine, was directed by a female director and for her to get that right when it came to a very masculine an issue? Yeah. Come on. Can we please give them a hand clap for that? But I, I, I would I actually would would expect that, you know, because I think that it takes a fresh perspective to mm-hmm. bring things in in a different way. And I think that, like you said, people can be very reactive. Mm. So I think in that moment, it is important for us to kind of like step outside of ourselves. And I feel like you can see, I don't know, it's kind of like it's the holistic view of it versus yeah. like the need for like a lot of men like it's always from the question straight to the answer mm-hmm. where it's like 
okay, what what are all the steps along the way? Yeah. But I think we got to see the steps along the way. Mm-hmm. I'm about to say you um, you could tell Hollywood's growth. You said something about being reactive. Mm-hmm. Initially, when I vibe was actually speaking to him, his initial reaction was, "Well, no, who's messing with you? Because I'm gonna protect you." Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then yeah. through the episode, yeah. you see that growth and that you know, like, oh wow, let me take a step back and analyze the situation yeah. and you know process what she's saying. And also to your point actually have written down here I love how they're showing the black men and this is with all the black characters yeah. on the show black men characters showing their emotion and their vulner- vulnerability yeah. and their willingness to learn even Ralph Angel said something like I'm just doing the best I can yeah. I'm just oh, doing my best and that exchange between him and Hollywood when Hollywood came over and Ralph Angel saying I'm just glad you came over to check on me yes. you know because some and then Hollywood not being able to help him in that way because he didn't know how to speak how to him and he admitted, and he admitted, he admitted, admitted to yeah. I thought he said I didn't even know how to yeah. help like I didn't know what to say and that is healthy and and I just love that because you see it because there are two guys in the same uh, same plane you know because we saw Micah and Ra you saw they had a nice dialogue but that's Uncle Ra to him you know when it's like guys of the same age and the same you know yoke like we're kind of together we don't have that language to speak to when we're mentoring it's a lot easier Mm -hmm. but when we're you know talking to each other one on one is so much harder so I just like that they're showing the different tapestry of that Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I hope that we can all talk and have our own kind of language in the comments. And so please go ahead and make sure you give us a five-star rating. I think uh, Five Don- stars. Yeah, you guys I- know After Buzzers. We are so grateful that you're always tuned in, watching with us, talking with us, chatting with us. Come on, we love you. So please go ahead and hit that comment button, hit the subscribe button, join us in the live chat, and we'd love to hear your opinion. And you know we'll always shout you out. So... Thank you for making us the ESPN of TV Talk. Yes, yes, yes. Nice. Did you rehearse that? That was I nice. Sure that was like smooth. I appreciate it. Helps us. There. Well, we definitely got to talk about Noah's redemption journey. Um, I was a little bit more here for it than I have been in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, what mm-hmm. are your guys' takes on this mm-hmm. uh, this journey of uh, Noah's? I was okay initially. I was very nervous about how Charlie would receive it. Um, the first thing I t- thought to myself, if it was me in the bar and Nova walked up, <laughs> I'd be like, sis, get off me. <laughs> this is the and belligerent. That drunk you, and oh, especially at the drunk right? state. Like, like, and you would come here. Get away. Get off me. Um, so... I think that if any time was a time for a little sister to need her big sister, it was in that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when she took her back home to the house and she put her in her bed and she took off her clothes. And uh, again, we're seeing more visuals, more uh, things that we could actually just sit back and say, you know what? Okay, thank you. Thank you for painting this image for us. Yeah. And, you know, for me, what kind of helped set it up was a little bit of Nova realizing that she was wrong about so many things when she went Mm. to go visit, uh, I think, her mom's cousin. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thelma, what did you think about Nova's realizations in in, in that scene? I think that every little moment has been leading to this because from the beginning like I'm not upset with Nova I think she genuinely thought in that moment right that she was doing the right thing but over time she's starting to see the reality of those actions and Mm -hmm. your intentions aren't all you have to deal with you also are very responsible for the repercussions irregardless of your intentions it doesn't justify it you know so I feel like she's coming to terms with that and I just really loved that Nova was honest 
And when she said, you know, I thought I was doing the right thing, but now I see that I was only looking out for myself. I think a lot of times people aren't able to own that. Mm-hmm. And when you're really hurt by someone, sometimes you just want to hear them own it. Yeah. It's like I just want you That's to it. I just want you to own it. Yeah. I want you to understand what you did. But I wasn't surprised that Charlie received her in the way that she did because there's a level of strength mm-hmm. it takes to have been through so many of the things that Charlie has been through. Yeah. And I mean if she can forgive and have an amicable relationship with her ex, I think she can do it with anyone. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I just love that you said it, that you want to hear it, because they we know the academic BS you're going to give me about why it's better for the black family. Yeah. But we know, no, but this was for you. And, you know, it was like that. She right. just needed to know, like, you acknowledge it and see it. This was for you and no one else but you. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I... Okay, so this whole little episode when she went to go uh, visit her other family member, it really, like, touched me to my core, because I felt like the sense of empathy that she developed just um, in terms of speaking about her mom. Mm -hmm. My mother passed away. So oftentimes when I'm trying to connect with my mom or just get that spiritual presence, I'm asking her, like, please come in my dreams. Please, like, what does this mean? You know, and she, I feel like when she does appear in my dreams or I do feel her presence, it's sort of like a guiding light. Like, okay, so this is what I need to do. So the cousin or the aunt, Uh, aunt, okay. When she said, you know, that means she misses you, she loves you, she's watching over you. I felt like Nova needed to hear that, and she's like, okay, so I need to right my wrongs. I need to get this right, because clearly I messed up. So I felt like a sense of empathy, just in terms of that whole scene, and 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 digging deep. I loved her just realizing, she didn't even know that her mom wasn't cremated. That's right, yeah. These were like big things. And remember, she got the revelation that, you know, her father didn't murder anybody. So it's like, you're getting hit one by one, that these things that you put in your book just aren't even true, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I love that you said that, because that's where my mind went and that's what I mean by sometimes you just don't want you don't know you don't know you know so like when all these different realities that you've truly created Mm -hmm. in your head are so wrong you start to like sit back okay I was totally seeing this from a single story. This was a single story in my mind, yeah. and I played judge, executioner, jury. Like, I set the whole thing. So I think it's really important. I think those were the things that led her to that genuine apology. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so do we... And uh, the apology was great, but do we believe the words that she wrote in the paper? Do that? Does that undo yes. a lot of this Absolutely. damage? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I definitely believe them. I, I feel like there was a lot of sincerity in what she said, because I do honestly believe she's starting to see the error of her way. She's starting to see how everything that she has done has how it has impacted everyone because that was like to me it was like the catalyst of of what was like the downfall of of everyone that 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 has happened this season and i think sometimes when you i feel like it's it's really starting to be like an outer body experience for her i think i agree with you when she went back to speak to her aunt and her aunt was explaining to her what a lavoisier woman is Mm -hmm. i think she needed to hear that she needed to see her great-grandmother she needed to hear how how powerful they were and and what she possesses because i think that does make a difference I feel like the ancestors are speaking to her mm-hmm. in different ways, and mm-hmm. and, and now she's getting and it. She's, seeing, she's yes. seeing herself. Right. And I would say the other half of Nova's redemption is Charlie. And I, I love that they made the, the music. I thought the entire episode was great. But during that one scene about, you know, black girl, you, you don't have to be strong all the time. You can take a breath and breathe. I, I love that. So what do you guys Cheers. think this does for Charlie in terms of always having to be the strong one? Is there going to be some sort of change in Charlie that this creates where she feels she can depend on other people? I don't think that anything needs to necessarily change. I just think that um, Charlie is in a deep sense of healing herself as well. And I think that it's okay, like you said, to kind of like face your reality. Um, 
and I think that it's really important. We just want to be understood. And I think when now that Nova is starting to see things from the perspective of you did the best that you could, the same way Ra's doing the best that he can, and the same way Darla is doing the best that she can, I think that level of understanding is enough of a foundation for people. I don't think it means like, okay, now I'm going to trust you with this and this and this, but I think that that's enough to start the real work to being like more than sisters and genuinely being friends. Mm-hmm. Also, I think I think something that Vi said actually speaks to what Charlie is going through. Vi said, things don't go away just because you ignore them. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, That speaks to me because for as long as I can remember, ever since the first season, Charlie, she, when has she really took the time to heal? Yeah. She just keeps going. She mm-hmm. just keeps going. She just keeps working through it. I can fix it. I can fix it. I can fix it. And we all said that she was going to break in it. And it, yeah. that's exactly what happened. Um, so sometimes I think through that process of breaking is when you truly experience true healing. I know for me personally, uh, Woo! And I'm going to reveal, I think that's the great thing about our, our panel is that yeah. we're so vulnerable and we're so honest. Uh, for me, I, that that's how I've always been. I, I, I've been that person that my, my siblings call and my friends call. And, and I thought to myself, well, I'm always working through everything. When do I deal with it? With it? And for the first time, I'm really focusing on my healing. And it's a beautiful process. But in order to get through that, I had to go through the ugly. Mm-hmm. So Charlie is experiencing her ugly right now. And I really hope she takes that time to truly go through that entire healing process. I know she's running for office. I know she has all these other things. But this is where Big Sis really comes in and bees big sis. This is where Micah really comes in and and be, and becomes that protector. She needs them. She can't do it by herself. Yeah. But you're saying, you know, for big sis to come in and help, that's only if she allows big sis to come in to help. Listen, to, uh, if, if she really didn't allow big sis to come in and help with this past scenario in the bar, she didn't call her. She said, who called you? <laughs> <laughs> but when it was time to take off those clothes and tuck her in the bed, she, <laughs> she didn't ask to be helped. Nobody knew she was in New Orleans getting her drink on at the bar. Well, Nobody knew. I, I would say, I, I don't know if Charlie needs, like, necessarily healing, but what she... She needs everything. No, but I, I think what we've seen, Charlie always takes it on, right? And what she needs to know is that she doesn't have to take it on alone. And I thought this was the first time between that I've, in a long time that I've seen her get that message from Nova a little bit because obviously she's not going to trust Nova that much. But mm-hmm. she does know that someone just tucked her in the bed and that's her sister, right? But when I, when she had that that community come, came together at Queen Sugar Mill, I saw a different Charlie kind of walk in and feel like the, her, the, the expression on her face throughout that scene was one of like kind of a realization that maybe I am in a community that's going to lift me up too. I was just going to say that. I was going to say I feel like sometimes you just need to be reminded of your yeah. support system. Yeah. Like, granted, mm-hmm. you can do everything by yourself, so to speak, but just know having that genuine support mm-hmm. and everything surrounding you. Now, mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rebuttal that. Even that sense of feeling like you have to do it on your own, it came from something. It came from a place. That's I was going it did. with. Yes, I think it did. that mm-hmm. sometimes... I think that sometimes, because I very much can identify with Charlie in a lot of ways as well, but I also mm-hmm. think that when you have allowed people in and she has and you've been vulnerable against the odds against all the thoughts that were made and decisions that were made on who you were before you even walked in just for this to happen just for the truth of the print to be like this is what you really think of me so I think a lot of times it's not even like people don't want to let people in it's like I've let people in before and how has it backfired on me before Mm -hmm. I know I'm not going to let myself down and if I do 
I'll face myself. That sometimes I think that's more so the perspective I see Charlie coming from. I don't think it's a situation yeah. where she doesn't want people to be there for her, but it's just like mm. I, I mean, prime I, I example, she's, yeah. her sister when she said, "Why did you say those things about me? Why such things? Why? Like you're my sister, and you and I know you my whole life. And not even just that. It's like if if this book never came out. Is you, this the reality of who this you, is how this you, is how you felt about me? Yeah. So I think right. like, there's just such a deep heartbreak that we're not addressing, or there. I don't know. Like it's well, different when people. I think it's just like I don't know. I think Pete Charlie's heart is broken mm-hmm. because when your siblings oh, like yeah. when oh, yeah. something like that happens, it's really worse than anything. You, Even like, Davis, her wow. first love, like she gave this man like, everything, and he went and did all this behind her back without yeah. her even knowing. Yeah. Like she'd been with this married to this man for over twenty years. So it's like, he I was mean, her only everything. My hair just stood up when you, you said that. Yeah. It's yeah. like you. So I just feel like sometimes we just have to be like, just gotta be honest about it. Like she didn't yeah. I don't think I can trust you guys, and I think it's okay. It's okay to build, start the building blocks mm-hmm. from the beginning. I don't need you coming in trying to play my savior and mm-hmm. save me and help. Just keep your word and be consistent. Let's yeah. give it six Come months. On. And I, but I think I, 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 the, the way she cried in that bed when she Ooh. finally got that apology, to me that was like, that that's the, the positive beginning to some healing. Ugly you know? cry. Have one of those so necessary to release pain yeah. and just get that healing process yeah, started. started. I'm like, let it go. Let at least it the beginning. Out. So we'll see. But um, of course we had some other struggles this episode, and this one's a little bit more worrisome. Um, of course I've been calling it for a while now. Um, I can acknowledge yes. my own. Yeah, um, Darla is struggling, and I don't think it's going to go um, in a great way. But you know, we, we've seen it. We've seen it. So, what did you guys think about her? The way she's getting beat down this episode, and how she's going to be able to find some source of power um, if if it's available. You want to take this sis? first off. Her little friend, boyfriend, he ain't shit. How you gonna call her out? I disagree, by the way. No, no, no. How he gonna call her out when she's struggling and then break up with her right after? I was like, so... Especially if you know she's at her breaking point. Yes, that's, that's what the I'm same saying. thing I thought. I was so, like, be a wait, friend. You don't have to be with her. Be wait, a friend and help her through for him to advocate for himself. Wait, hold on, hold on. He's an addict. He's advocating for himself. Fair. I mean, he could have... You know what? Go ahead, Shaka. No, no, I want you to... You know, y'all tag in and I'm tag So, I think that everything doesn't have to be either or. Yeah. It could be an and. So, he's an addict. He's advocating for himself and... What you said. So, <laughs> those are, so, no, 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 no. So I'm, I see both sides and I yeah. agree with both. And I feel like it's so, this is what I mean. It's just, I understand you're an addict. I understand you're advocating for yourself and I support that. Say what you need and how you need it. Yeah. But in that moment, where was the, like, where was just the humanity? If you really feel like this person is about Ooh, come to fall on. off their wagon. Thank you. Oh. Here's the thing. Wait, Here's the no, thing. No, no, oh, not that you need yeah. to risk your sobriety on, for it. And that's I can't I'm speak saying. from where you, you are and from along those yes. lines. You, it's the action behind it. So it's mm. the, I'll call you later. <laughs> you care that much? It's okay, have a seat. You know, blah, blah, blah. Stay to the side, whatever the situation may be. But I feel like there could have been action taken. Wait, are Thank we you. For, are we for, I think we're forgetting what happened in the actual scene. No, he, no, 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 no. He said, he said did you call your sponsor? Oh, he said, I'm good was, and no, I'm fine. He said, when was the last and, time you called your sponsor? But calling a sponsor. She said, I'm good. I am fine. I am working through my steps. Right? That's what she told him in that moment. When he tried to say, 
already know. Do you really believe yourself when you're saying but that? But calling a sponsor no, is admitting to what? your weakness. That's what that is. For her, and that's obvious. Calling a sponsor for her is like, you know what? I'm about to give in. And I, and that's not something she wants to admit to herself. That was, she doesn't want to admit no, that she's got a breaking point. I, that's not okay. part of the pro, that's not part of the steps she's supposed to be okay. part of the steps no. isn't calling your sponsor's weakness it's calling your sponsor when you are having trouble I know but she doesn't Shaka. want to admit that either I, I understand I understand all of that all I'm saying is this gentleman also understands all of that and he understands that's putting his sobriety at risk so no, guess no. what so guess what so if if she was to uh, drink herself to death then he's gonna be right there saying oh I should have done this or I should have no, done that no he wouldn't because he would have known he would have been drinking himself to death with her no okay. no, maybe no, even no, no 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 okay, so no, no, here's no, my no. thing you, you no, messed, messed the thing. up this is what she calls her sponsor well, do y'all feel the energy in here <laughs> this is a no, good episode I get feel my no I okay you know what go ahead she called her well, sponsor. This, this is what she's supposed to call her sponsor when yeah. she was smelling the alcohol, and you you go you're going to have that initial thought of let nah, me go buy the bottle. That's too late. That's too late. That's too late. Okay, well wait with him. Let me go back to him because yeah. I got to prove my point with him now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you don't break up with somebody who you know was so fragile and then be like, all right, I'll call you in a couple of days. A lot can happen he in five days. He no, didn't break that, up with her. He, he did, did break up with her. But also, I disagree with that so much because I think that that's a sense of manipulation. How is that sense of manipulation? Because I think that that also ties back to this idea. Idea where people like you know there's so many lingering ways that people y- use um, the fear of falling to manipulate people and in relationships. I wait, 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 wait. I'm okay. not finished. What I'm saying yeah, is my issue with him is not even that he broke up with her. It's, you can break up with her. You can tell her how you feel. That's fine. You can advocate for yourself. That's fine. It's I think it's human beings. A lot of times we don't take responsibility we don't want to take responsibility for another human being in that moment I think that everybody wants to allocate like okay whose job is this this is not my job you call your sponsor you do this you do that so my thing is just like on a human to human connection when you see somebody who needs help try to like help them in that moment especially in a way when mm-hmm. you are wise enough and you are experienced enough to know what you would have I wanted agree. in that moment so that's where I'm that's coming from point. here's the question mm-hmm. then for all of you yes. can we trust that this gentleman who's already admitted to having several relapses before knows better than we do about what's best for her in that moment can we trust that the way he handled it was the best way to handle it because he's been through it as a character that we, as... I think what we wanted for him was understand. just to be a friend. So we can't trust yes. that he knows better in this I just moment. want him to be a friend. But that was my way, issue. Yeah. I wanted him to be a friend because right now she doesn't have anybody. But maybe that was the I best way for him to be being, a friend. Being imp- like being sympathetic for Darla's character. I should say wishing that as she had non- Ralph Angel or just somebody. I, he, even when Darla walked in, he was giving her the side eye like, man, why you are you just going to pop yeah. up on me? Like that, I'm like, come on. But he was ghosting her. That's why. Well, he didn't but ghost no, her. He said, and "This is." Actually, she said you were. Yes, you've been yes, ghosting no, no, like me. She said yes. I, I will make this. I'll make this one point. He, she said you've been ghosting me. He said, "No, I wasn't ghosting you. I was not ready to respond because I hadn't had the words." Is that ghosting? No, 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 no. Ghosting is when I have no intent. And so, and I, I just on a personal level, I've experienced this where people people text you and they want an immediate answer, and I'm waiting to respond to you thoughtfully because maybe I don't have an answer for you. It's been a few or, days. She's or, just not gonna hit me back. Or, Stand call. Or, or the answer I have for you is uh, is not going to be received well, and I need to find the words to say it in a way that'll be received properly. And it's going to take me a day or two to get that right. Why can't I you just sympathy, communicate that? I think sympathy is the wrong word because I think that has to do with dropping your expectations sometimes. While empathy is more so like I can empathize with what you're going through. I can be there. Sympathy. With you. I said I know what the difference between no, no, sympathy no, no, and empathy. Let me explain to you the reason why I used it because I have never been a drug addict, so therefore I can't empathize with her. I can't put myself in her 
her shoes. That's why I said sympathy. Because but, sympathetic is, is literally me being on the outside looking in saying, hey, I understand where you're coming from, but I've never been in your shoes. I think that's fair, and I see why you use it in that way. I think what I'm receiving it as is like sympathy a lot of times, um, no matter what somebody's going through, whether it's something I've experienced or not, on a human level, I think that sometimes we have to remove all the situations from it. Because if you're broken, I felt brokenness. You know, it, yeah. it's not. I don't. It doesn't matter how I got to broke. If I'm, if you're broken right now, I felt brokenness. If yeah. you, whatever you needed in that moment, I think that the reason it, it's hard for me to answer your question to trust that he did what was best is the manner in which it happened, the the the, the pushback immediately of the book. What you already know is to use your words, the catalyst of this situation. So it's like I read the book. That it was a very. Um, Judgy, and it came off as an Very attack. Judgy. Though that was not the intent, yeah. I feel like that's how it came off. I so that's yeah, why. So even like, because I, I, I think what you're saying is fair, but it's just like I. That's how it came off. Yeah, I didn't receive it that way, but maybe that's. And just, that's why I feel the way. I that's why. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> it's just a different. Maybe because I don't know if it's a male female His thing. Approach could have been different. I just yes. thought, I thought the approach was that's, good. I think that should have <laughs> been different. <laughs> and then we yeah. also have to look at the fact that so yeah. many people have been judging Darla. The book yeah. keeps yeah. coming up. The, yeah. Her coworkers, you know, yeah. now this guy you and know I, like I, I thought, even Ralph Angel was judging her yeah. for a long time oh, you yeah. know so it's like everybody I mean this girl wants to start over but she can't get that fresh start because her past keeps catching up to her and, yeah. and I thought she walked into that conversation of bringing in her past where he didn't where he didn't bring that in in the way she thought he would bring it in because mm-hmm. immediately he thought it was because of what she did and how she did it. and he was like no it wasn't that it's the, your information exposed and I'm worried about you mm-hmm. and that's what he was trying to say is like I don't care what was in the actual book but I think she already had that in her mind mm. that that's what he was it was the actions and she was embarrassed with the actions so that kind of mm. shaded that whole conversation but I guess I'm confused if if he's if he's worried about her then why didn't he send his text message, his call, like, why is he... Because he, cause he doesn't know how to say, I don't believe you're dealing with your steps the right way, and maybe that's something an addict can't really tell another addict, but there's, he's trying to tell her, look, you're not following steps in the way I think you should be, and I don't know how to say that to you without maybe offending you or making that be the thing that pushes you over. So maybe he was looking for that language, and she popped up before he got a chance to respond. <laughs> he was like, okay. No, it seems like you, you set a match... And you were like, you know, whatever happens with the situation, it's it's not on me. It's like it was to me, it was like a washing my hands. Uh, whereas if if you had a real deep sympathy and empathy for her, it would have. I just I just feel like there would have been a lot of honest care, different actions taken, just to make sure that you're good. Did you get in okay? And, like and then just let's the be honest. Things. He can he can also contact her sponsor as well. That's what I'm saying. He's been a part of this organization for quite some time. You know, he's been a veteran. He was her uh, initially her sponsor. So if he really cared about her, then he would reach out to other members, even if he wants to pull away because they have more of a personal relationship. Mm-hmm. He could also just reach out to other people to go and check in on her. She she should not be alone in this and that's why I'm terrified for Darla. No seriously I'm terrified for her. That's what I, like I was about to cry yeah. watching her go through that. Like yeah. I want Darla to be happy. I don't want to see Darla lose. It's like her against the world right now. Yeah. That's, that's how she feels. Is. But also, yeah. I think you just brought up an amazing point, Candy, because like we kind of saw, I know it's very different, it's a very different relationship, but we kind of saw a mirroring happen earlier with like Charlie and um, Micah. So mm-hmm. it's like there's a there's a there's a different way that you react to somebody that you deeply care for if you even have the inkling in that something mm-hmm. is wrong. Right. Same thing with Raw. It's like I don't know what it is, but I feel like something is wrong. I you know what I mean? I feel like 
more could have been done. But well, yeah. we got to get our special segments. But I, I, I would say more could have been done. But I think if we know more of the story, maybe we'll have different ideas. So hopefully we'll get to that <laughs> predictions. But um, let's do our big easy scene and talk about some Nola life. Already, guys. <laughs> Sorry, I got so caught I up in the... I always look forward to this. <laughs> yeah. I just, just want to say, also, I just love how we push each other and we're able to just, like, really challenge each other in such a respectful manner. So yeah. I, I really love that because I'm, like, still pondering, like, oh, I'm just surprised y'all had so different much. takes. I thought we were on the same page. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> this is about to get heated. <laughs> I feel like next week for the big easy scene, I need to bring some handkerchiefs and when the music drops, we need to just, oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so we're going to do some more fun facts about New Orleans. And um, Canal Street is a very popular street uh, in the city of New Orleans. It was once planned to be an actual canal. However, the waterway was never constructed. And so that's why it's one of New Orleans' busiest streets instead. The last major outbreak of yellow fever in the U.S. was in New Orleans in 1905. Wow. And although New Orleans' famed neighborhood is called the French Quarter... Majority of the buildings were influenced by Spanish architecture. Um, New Orleans was the first home to the American Mafia and the site of the first Mafia incident in the United States. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see that. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Jazz funerals, as we all know, are a unique part of New Orleans history and culture. The music and the dancing of the funeral was originally intended to help the deceased find their way to heaven and celebrate their final leaving from Earth. Um, some famous celebrities from New Orleans, Tyler Perry, Reese Witherspoon, Ellen DeGeneres, and one last one, and I don't know if I'm saying this properly, so don't call me out in the comments. The La Larie or LaRue mansion is known as the most haunted place in the French Quarter. Uh, the family that originally lived there harbored a secret that was exposed during a fire when several firemen discovered dozens upon dozens of slaves chained to the walls and body parts littered on the floor in a secret attic of the mansion. Wow. So. That's, wow. And uh, <laughs> there's your big easy scene. <laughs> okay. Wow. Drop it like that. Crazy. Yes. A little deep. We I have know. learned some stuff. I know we're not to go in New Orleans. <laughs> wow. Well, we got some more special segments. We have a little bit of news. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, we got some AfterBuzz TV news today, guys. And we kind of already hinted at her earlier in today's episode. We talked about director C. Fitz. Now, TV Insider had the opportunity to sit down and have a chat with C. Fitz, who made her scripted drama series debut behind the camera for episode 9. Now, Fitz shared her challenge as well as the decisions made for some of the big emotional scenes involving sisters Charlie and Nova. And that huge scene where Ralph Angel's ex, Darla, um, acted by Bianca Lawson uh, came uh, this close to taking a drink. Mm. So she had um, she was behind all of that. She also talked about filming the episode's final scene in which the border loans came together for the first time in a long time. So th- the question was posed to her, how do you actually prep for directing this episode? Do you just start with the script or are there things happening before you even <laughs> see the script? She said, for me, it was really diving into the previous seasons, uh, knowing the characters, but then for season four, 
I had to review all the previous episodes and the styles that were going to be new and fresh. And really learning and relearning the characters because there's definitely a lot that happens in season four that's new for Nova and the family. There's a lot of big shifts going on and we can agree to those shifts. Yeah. And then uh, then waiting for my script to come in. It was really exciting to be on set with the cast and crew and to get to know them and learn how we are all uh, one big happy group. So, um, you know, if you want to go and check out the rest of this interview, uh, make, sure you go, make sure you go to tvinsider.com and the title is Inside Directing Queen Sugar's Emotional Stare at the Same Fires episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it goes on and on and on, but it's, it's a really, really great interview. That's just a quick little snippet. So uh, that's today's news. Thank you, thank you. Wow. And of course we have our predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. You're looking a little somber over there. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got? I'm sl- honestly, I'm still processing a lot. <laughs> and I think that like it was really interesting to hear about some of the facts. Um because it just brings me back to secrets. It's not secrets that's killing us. It's just, it's like, an, it's just this undertone of the show, and of honestly, like, so much that's going on in our culture. So it was just a moment to just kind of like process for me. Um, but in terms of predictions, I just really think that, um, contrary to popular belief, I think that Darla is showing us the truth of how hard and how um, deliberate it is to overcome and to continue to overcome your addiction. So I think that contrary to popular belief, she's not going to actually relapse. I was thinking that she too. She won't relapse. She won't. Oh. I was thinking that too. But I just have a question. We're a daughter's parents now. <laughs> <laughs> they wow. was up in there <laughs> hot and heavy last season <laughs> trying to, you know, maybe, take it. Maybe fed up, you know. Maybe, they're, you know, they're just like fed up and still. You know. on your family. Right, on yeah. your child. Yeah. Yeah, you don't, you don't get that. my whole option. life up, showed up, like, <laughs> you tell him the truth. Where are you Exactly. Now? Um, mm-hmm. I don't think Micah and his girlfriend are going to go all the way. Wait, who's getting cold feet? Kiki or Micah, though? Micah. Yeah. Or, or something's gonna transpire. I feel like in their emotional state, their mental state, like something else. I kind of, I kind of agree. I, yeah. but I think Micah might stop because he's gonna be like, I don't want to mess you up. Yeah, something's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, something's gonna happen with that. And I feel like slowly but surely, we're seeing the borderline family uh, get the pieces back together. Um, those building blocks, like Nova is tearing down those little walls that everyone has built around her. Slowly but surely, mm. and yes. Okay, I'm rooting rooting for everyone black. (laughs) Okay, no, but seriously. seriously. I'm rooting for all of them. Um, And I'm hoping that in episode 10 that the writers are going to, you know, write some things that are going to bring us up. I believe that Darla can do it. I believe that Charlie can get through this horrible phase in her life and she can heal. I think she's on the road to healing. Um, Hollywood and Vi, I, I, I also see a lot of healing going on in their marriage. I think that, you know, what the writers this episode they they uncovered a lot of uh, healthy habits that marriages should have so I think that those are conversations that I think um, more and more people should have yeah yeah, I will say for Vi and Hollywood I've been a little surprised so I I think that they're going to have this kind of very solid open communication 
marriage. So it's going to be pretty good. Um, I would say that Darlet's obviously going to relapse. I think that's clear. Um, and, and what I liked about and what convinced me about the relapse was the way she smelled that that alcohol when she smelled the bottle. And C. Fitz in that article talked about how she actually wanted to make addiction another character in that room. And so, like, when I found that, I was like, oh, that, that's what I that's what I saw. And I was like, that's the character, and I think she's going to succumb to that character. So I think... But I also think Ra and Disha are going to be on solid ground, and I'm not here for any of Darla's mess, messing yeah. that up. Can Even I, though it's unintentional, I don't want any of Darla's mess messing up that, no. that positivity okay. Ra and Blue's life. I just Blue want to say this real too. quick. I, think, I, I want to predict that I think that Ralph Angel's going to step it up and be more of a friend to Darla. I think he feels. He feels it. Well, they've got soul tie. Yeah. There's a soul tie there. Yeah, and I think he feels that there's something going on with her. He but, said it. But is it going to jeopardize his relationship? I, I don't think, think it has to. I don't think it has to. No, no, no. I don't think it has to. I don't think it has to. I was just yeah. asking yeah. your prediction. And friend. Yeah. That's yeah. what I said. Okay. Friend. Okay. Yeah. Just make it short. Girl. I agree with you completely because I think that anything that would start from a rocky ground like that wouldn't really work. But the main thing I really wanted to touch on a little bit was just I loved how, like, the writers do a really great job of allowing us to see the realities of people's experiences. What I'm talking about specifically is Micah. And I think that the way that he's regarding sex and just seeing how so many people that he has seen be in love and he's really dealing with like the impact of that divorce and the impact of like the relationships that he's seen around him and how they've crumbled and I think a lot of times people don't do that too they're much older like how did my parents divorce so really thoughtful. affect me he's so thoughtful yeah. so I appreciate mm. that yeah did y'all see when they had that conversation and mom called before he picked up he showed her the phone I just peeped that just like yes. you don't do that you know mm. <laughs> like, unless love, you care I love you want how they're showing responsibility teenagers like yeah. they're actually talking about it yeah. and building up to it so yeah, yeah. no so, pressure no, yeah. Pressure. no yeah. pressure yeah so some good positive from this episode and some good prediction for next so yeah. um, guys thank you for joining us we'll see you guys next week my name is Shaka Smith Twitter, Instagram and Snapchat Shaka Strong hey guys it's Miss Candy Marie you can find me on Instagram at Miss Candy Marie and on Twitter at Sweet Candy TV and it's Dontara Terrell you can find me on all social media platforms at Dontara Terrell and it's Thelman Bays with Daniel you can catch me on Instagram at Thelman <laughs> we'll see you guys this Bye. week our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only. do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 